Fixing the Broken Heart Syndrome. I'm Rabbi Yitzwein of Young Israel Asia of Las Vegas and your host here on the Life is Great podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, the Broken Heart Syndrome is something very real. Let me illustrate. Have you ever met a woman who was married and all of a sudden found out that her husband was cheating on her? <gasps> and she goes, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. <sighs> she could barely breathe. There was pressure on her chest. Very difficult. Perhaps you've heard of a couple that were married for 60 plus years. The husband dies. And then three days later, the wife dies. At the wife's funeral, they talk about how she literally died of a broken heart. Well, this thing called broken heart syndrome or cardiomyopathy is a very real medical condition. And I want to share with you some insights on it and how we can recognize that it is brought upon us through a spiritual condition and it is fixable. Important to note how fixable it is because the whereas when a person goes through this, they really think they're having a heart attack, the pressure on their chest and the lack of breathing, the, uh, you know, the, the sweating, all of that goes into it. The truth is that according to these two wonderful articles that I'm just getting the medical part from, from the Cleveland Clinic and the Harvard Medical School, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not giving medical advice here, but I am, and I'm also not a Dr. Cool of the uh, really great air conditioning service here in Las Vegas. Um, I can't fix your air conditioner, but I will share with you the spiritual and Jewish ramifications of this and how to fix it. So what happens is that in this country, the number one killer of people is still heart disease. About, over eight, about 805,000 people have heart attacks every year in this country. And 2% of them, I like to call it, is a fake heart attack. 2% of these people that go to the hospital saying, I had a heart attack, really it was broken heart syndrome. And that works out to be about 16,000. And of those 16,000 people, can you die from this? It's rare, but people do. 1% of the people actually die from this, which means there's about 161 deaths a year from fake heart attacks, from broken heart syndrome. And you think about it, that's, that's like every two and a half days, somebody dies. What's amazing about, well, the amazing thing about this is when they examine a person, you know, they go, the guy goes to the hospital, they give him the EKG, they do the blood work. There is no permanent damage to his heart. In other words, this is a completely wasteful death because this could be fixed through a proper spiritual uh, condition. Now, it, it's a remarkable idea. You know, when, in Judaism, we take all of our, our commandments, we break them into positive and negatives, right? There's, there's 365 don't do's and there's 248 do do's. And every positive commandment is connected with a spirit with a physical aspect of, of one's body. And in the in, in the days of antiquity, when there were plenty of prophets running around, you know, it, 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 just like today we have universities, uh, there used to be prophet schools. And the major role of prophets was not only it was not to tell the future, or very few prophets told the future. But what many prophets did is they examined you and they said, this is what spiritually what's going on in your life. So a person, you know, would be having, you know, a person would get saras, uh, the 
case in the Torah, right? This kind of leprosy type thing. And the prophet would look at Adam and say, well, that's because you're speaking gossip about other people, or you are, you're, you're very, very arrogant. So the God has given you this, this physical disease that's going to cause you to separate from the rest of, you know, the rest of the community until you can heal, get healed. And then, you know, after you're knocked down a few pegs, you're not as arrogant. You're not speaking badly about other people. You're not causing division. So you know what? Now you can rejoin society. Or the prophet might turn and say, ah, your heart, you have pain in your chest. Well, that might be because you are stressing out over a relationship of the heart, of a love relationship. And you're not treating your loved ones properly because you're not treating your loved ones properly or you're not accepting their treatment of you properly. So therefore you're having this heart condition. And this is kind of how it all works together. But let's, let's go over what exactly is broken heart syndrome. So this is a temporary and reversible heart condition whose symptoms mimic those of a heart attack. So unlike heart attack, a broken heart syndrome happens when a sudden physical or emotional stress causes a rapid weakening of the heart muscle. So for example, a person might think they're having a heart attack because shortness of breath, chest pain, sweating, all this stuff is going on, um, but they don't have a blocked coronary artery. Uh, they don't have permanent heart damage, and usually they can make a, a real fast and full recovery. What brings this? What brings a person to having this feeling? Well, the 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 most common examples would be grief from a death of a loved one, or another meaningful loss like going through a divorce or relation, you know, or a bad relationship. You know, the person lost their job or their or, or their home. You can get it also from good news too. You know, I mean, people could win the lottery and like, hey, you know, surprise party. Oh my gosh, surprise! Ah, you know, I got a heart attack. Uh, bad news. And, you know, you hear of a, a person who really took it to heart, you know, this terrible shooting that happened in Texas the other day. I mean, you, you literally could, you know, feel that so painful for the, if you had an experience that kind of was connected, you know, or, you know, a person was, you know, I saw an interview, a person was at the Las Vegas, uh, shooting and, and then he was speaking about the shooting in, in Texas. So Las Vegas shooting happened five years ago. And the Texas shooting happened, you know, a few days ago, as of this recording. And literally, I, the guy was breaking down, just remembering how he was running himself. He was running away from bullets himself. So he's literally reliving, you know, a, a, a bad experience. And, and you could see in the interview the enormous stress this guy was going through. All right. So, uh, or extreme anger. Sometimes, you know, people get very angry and you say, oh, come on, come on, you're going to give yourself a heart attack, settle down, right? So all of this stuff is real, but as real as it is physically damaging on a temporary basis, uh, hopefully only on a temporary basis, it can be fixed if you are more healthy spiritually. And I think that's where we want to go over here. Um, you know, when we do the numbers and you say that, yeah, every year there's, you know, uh, 161 deaths from this. It's so, 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 so wasteful. Um, so tragic. So, you know, broken heart syndrome mostly affects women. About 80, 88% of people are women. And that might simply be because women feel more than men. I mean, you know, we know that when God created Adam and Eve, he created Adam out of, you know, dirt and then breathed a soul into him. Eve was created from Adam. So the Talmud Jewish tradition teaches us 
that women are more feeling and they are more emotional because the beginning of the first woman, she came from a feeling live emotional being and guys came from dirt. So <laughs> rock solid. So that, that's how that that that's how we, we you know theologically explain the different this particular difference between between uh, men and women. Um, you know, but you know, if just going a, a little a little further into it, um, we have to recognize that most people think that if everything is okay physically in their life then uh, then then they will be fine spiritually so if they got the right job and they have enough money and they married the right person so then they figure okay you know listen i'll be happy and everything spiritually will be fine and it might work that way but it definitely works that if you are spiritually sick then you'll physically be sick that for sure is true and be, and and you know this because we all know people that you know they got the right job and they got a great spouse and they got enough money and they're on antidepressants and they're on heart medication and they have all sorts of physical illnesses and you know and it's it's not working and that's because they are spiritually blemished um so how, the question really is how do we how do we fix this how do we fix the the spiritual aspect now it is interesting to note by the way that when you um if you know someone who's sick you know very often people will email me and or or call me and say listen can you put the person's name on a list where we pray for the sick every Shabbat. And in that particular prayer that we say every Shabbat, so we talk about God who blessed our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, uh, Moses, Aaron, David, and Solomon, who bless and heal the, all the sick, sick people because we will give charity on their behalf. We're always giving charity on behalf of the sick. Um, we say that when a person gives charity, literally that can save a person from death. Uh, giving charity has that, you know, understanding that, you know, my life is not me. My possessions are not mine. Everything that I have is from God. And now it's God, it's up to you. So that brings it when a person thinks about things like that, it brings tremendous spiritual merit um, to the, to them. You've heard the expression, you know, let, let God let go, right? That's what that is. If I can give up some of my money to charity, if I can give up some of my time to charity, if I realize that God owns, God has given me everything I have, then I can also relax a little bit. Right, I can relax a little bit. Um, so, uh, so we're we're gonna, you know, we 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 pray, we we we, you know, we pray for the sick. So we say, in reward for the this charity, may God have uh, compassion on this person, heal them, strengthen them, revive them, and spend a complete recovery from heaven for the two hundred and forty eight organs and three hundred sixty five blood vessels. And of course, that's referring in another way to the two hundred forty eight positive commandments and the three hundred sixty five prohibitions in the Torah. Um, amongst the other sick people of Israel, of Israel, a recovery of the body and a recovery of the soul. And, and, and that, that's the issue over here. We don't pray, we know that the body and the soul are very deeply connected. And, and, and that is why if a person's soul is not doing well, then their body will not do very well either. One of the interesting statistics about, about the broken heart syndrome is that uh, I'd mentioned that 88% of these cases are women. Most of those cases happen when women are a little older, above the age of 53. And I, I want to venture to say that, you know, you know, how does it work that way? So one of the, one of the reasons is that, is that, you know, everything that happens in your life 
is recorded. I mean, not only by God, but also by your subconscious. So when you have two kids and they're playing on the playground, they're eight years old and they they get into a big fight, they want to kill each other. You know, five minutes later, they can they're friends again, they're best friends. Okay, but when a person is older and as you go through different experiences, very often we forget about what's going on in a uh, conscious way, but we always remember the subconscious. So therefore, when you had a, a you know a horrible professor in college who just reamed you out, publicly embarrassed you, and she had a, a Louis Vuitton handbag. So it, it, it might very well be that every time you see a Louis Vuitton handbag, you, you don't like that person. <laughs> and you don't even know why you don't like the person. But your subconscious, and even if you forgot about that horrible experience in college, your subconscious never forgets about it and makes the connection. So when you see the person with a Louis Vuitton handbag, you say, yeah, they're pompous, arrogant. I don't even know why I don't, you don't, you don't even know why you don't like them, but you don't like them because of a negative experience you had in college. Well, now go fast forward 10 years. You had a difficult uh, problem with your, with the principal of your kid's school. And then another 10 years later, you're working yet another problem with your, with your boss. And so now the person's in there, now they're 60 years old. Their subconscious is held on to all this stuff. And there's a lot of triggers that can go. And sometimes a person can have multiple triggers. And that literally could cause a person to have this broken heart syndrome in, in, a, in a very powerful way. Um, so how do we fix it? How do we get out of this? So first of all, the only way to fix things from your subconscious is forgiveness. That's the first thing. Forgiveness is a remarkable, it's a great, great, great spiritual tool. And it is, it's something that, that, that so many people, um, are, are hesitant to give, but you really, what forgiveness does is it's not about, and it's certainly worthy of a life is great podcast in and of itself. Forgiveness is not about the other person. Did they regret? Did they learn their lesson? Did they regret doing what they did to me? Forgiveness, the primary benefit of forgiveness is to oneself because then that's what clears your subconscious from those negative feelings. And then all of a sudden you don't get angry. You don't get stressed out about things because you've forgiven the person. It, you, you have let it go. And therefore these things won't trigger you on a, on a constant basis. The next spiritual tool is to work on one's amuna. Amuna is, they translate as faith in God. And sorry for getting religious here on the Life is Great podcast, but I, you know, I remember my first name is Rabbi. So the thing is, um, Amuna is, is the recognition that there is one God who is in control of the world. Nothing happens without him, without his permission. And by having faith in God, that, that gives me a sense of there, there's a purpose, there's a reason behind everything, and that everything, this purpose and this reason is beneficial for me. It's not good enough to say there's a reason for everything. Well, what if the reason stinks? What if the reason is like to make you suffer? And that's not going to help you. We have to, when we're talking about Hashem, we're talking about God, um, and we're talking about Amuna, we're talking about that God runs the world and for your benefit for your benefit. The word emunah, the, the, the root, the basis of, the, of that Hebrew word is, is the word aim, which is mother. You th think who your mother should be. Hopefully your mother was the first person who gave you confidence and love 
and security. And when a person has a Muna in God, they have confidence and love and security. They know that God loves them. If you know that God loves you, you know that there's events that are happening. So these, these stressful situations, you can let it go. Let it go and let God. I mean, it really, it really is that. And when a person, and, it's, and what's amazing to me is when I see, quote, religious, unquote, people, and they get all stressed out and freaked out about stuff. And they get angry. And they get upset. And, like, ah! and, they, and their heart is, their heart is pressuring and they got to go, they got to get drugs and they got to get pills. They gotta, yeah, right? Uh, you know, get off your high horse. You're not so religious. Uh, you know, you know I, I'm not going to judge you, but I can tell you that if you had a picture of someone who is tr- spiritually healthy, included in that picture would be pretty much a constant smile or a, seri- a, a seriousness, but, a, but with the seriousness would be a sense of joyfulness and happiness and an understanding and, and, and more of an even keeled thing, because that, that's what people who are connected with God really have. And when we get angry, we're forgetting about God and everybody gets angry once in a while. You don't have to be perfect. And everyone gets stressed out once in a while. But if it's if it's to the point where a guy says, okay, listen, I need the antidepressants. I need the and again, if a person needs it, you know, we live in a beautiful world, you know, go to the, your physician and get what you need to get to help you uh get to the point where you're spiritually strong enough and have a spiritual equilibrium that everything uh that everything should should go well. Okay. So um this is this is the uh, this is the approach that we need to have. Um, and the third, the third way to, um, talk about, uh, how to fix the broken heart syndrome is to develop more gratitude. See more gratitude for the good you have and more gratitude for the things that you perceive as bad. Both of these things are crucial to have gratitude for, um, and again, if it's spending two minutes a day just speaking to God, like you know we're speaking right now, and um, thanking God for everything, thanking God for your 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 blessings, and thanking God for your challenges, uh, knowing that behind each and every challenge is something that's really, really positive and beneficial for you, that gives you a spiritual uh, equilibrium that is beautiful, uh, that is beautiful, and 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 will be reflected in the heart. You know, the, the word heart in Hebrew is, uh, is, is called lave, right? Um, so it's interesting if you, you know, you say dog in Hebrew, it's a kelev. It's kelev, a dog. It, it's like your heart. So when you think what a dog is, is very funny. It's like, you know, the primary uh, attribute of a dog is loyalty. The primary attribute of our hearts, our hearts are considered the, the seed of understanding your emotions. What do I really understand? The, uh, the, the most noble character trait anyone can have is loyalty. And a loyalty is, it is the most noble of character traits. It's the one that, that if you think about what, you know, any person that you want to have a, a real relationship with, you want loyalty. And that is for that reason that we say in our prayers, that we ask God to purify our hearts to serve you in truth. And that is really the result of forgiveness and of amuna and we have faith in God and gratitude.
The result of all of this is a calm heart, one that life's ups and downs don't throw us for a, a total loop, and therefore we can actually have the loyalty to whomever we, the, the, the people we should have loyalty to, and, and the Almighty. Thanks for listening. I'm Rabbi Yitzwine. You listen, life is great, and I want you to always remember to keep the Almighty in front of you, and you will live a much more grateful, happier, better life. Thanks for listening to the Life is Great podcast. Share this with your friends and they will love you for it. If you have questions or comments, please email me at rabbiyitzwine at gmail.com. That's R-A-B-B-I-Y-I-T-Z-W-Y-N-E at gmail. For more content, check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel. Thank you to Dana Rutherford for producing today's episode. And remember, if you decide to make it a great day, then your life will be great.